If you want more power, better vision, and a bulletproof mindset, then I would like to welcome you to CG+, Complete Games Online Player Development Center. Now, baseball and softball players of all ages and skill levels can access a multimedia experience providing education and instruction on your personal mobile platform. Rob Cruz has put together an online video portal, a remote hitting program, as well as a series of online hitting courses boasting a curriculum that features pitch recognition strategies, power, video analysis, mental skills, and then some. For more info, log on to www.cg.plus. That's www.cg.plus to find out how you can complete your game today. Welcome to the Transcending Sport Podcast with Rob Cruz, an audio experience bringing you interviews, conversations, and more from some of the most intriguing personalities in the sports world. And now, your host, Rob Cruz. What's up, everybody? It's Rob Cruz, Transcending Sport. I am your host. Julianne Silviero is our guest. She is no stranger to Transcending Sport. She has been on here multiple times, and it's been a while since we caught up, so I figured it would be a great time, you know, being that it's the fall, um, to just catch up and see what's going on with her. Julianne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm always so excited to be here. It's good to have you. So let's catch up. I mean, uh, so you're relatively new. I mean, you've been on since you've been a new mom, but now yeah. you are how many years, months, like, what are you, like a year in of being a mom or what is it, what is it right now? We're at 17 months right now. 17 months. Oh, wow. So, so, <laughs> so uh, that, well, that's, that's good. <laughs> it's amazing. It gives a very different perspective from mm. a coaching standpoint as well uh, it just it, it, I feel like it changed very much how I relate to my athletes and to my children and just because you know everything every new experience you have in life changes how you relate to people hopefully in a positive way so it's been it's been an amazing journey in and of itself but then it's also I feel like taking my coaching yeah, and, and, and time management too. So you know, you gotta, you gotta. Oh yeah, well that. <laughs> yeah. That is it becomes a whole different story at this point. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, um, what's going on in Long Island? Um, you, you got you got got the books out. You got how many books you got out right now? At this point, I've got three. Mm-hmm. And um, some of it is focused, as you know, on recruiting, which you were a huge inspiration for because of all of the wonderful stuff with A-game. One is focused on different elements of athleticism. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is just kind of some very simple, tried and true stuff to help with every day-to-day things about life, like schedule, organizing, uh, things like that. So we've kind of touched a lot of different self-help areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I find, you know, for most people, especially in sports, Everybody wants to be their best, but they have a lot of misinformation about how to be their best. So for those of you who don't know, Julianne Soviero is the CEO owner of Flawless Fast Pitch Incorporated. Based out of Long Island, but she's pretty global. She's pretty national. 
Um, she's a performance consultant to many, and she's also obviously an author, as, as she's already mentioned, um, with uh, multiple books on various topics. And what I love most about Julianne is one is her spirit is just really um, inviting, and, and she she she's very positive um, in her approach. But she's also her range um, in terms of her ability to teach various aspects of player development, which most people are pretty much yeah I'm I'm, I'm a drop ball doctor. Or yeah, I'm a spin doctor, or I, I do speed, you know, or I just do this, or I just do that. But it's really, you know, when you find those, um, what do they, what do they call them, a, a multi genius? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be a. I, I think the word you're looking for is obsessed. <laughs> like, if I'm not good at something, I get obsessed with how I get good at it. I'll get better at it. I got you. So that, <laughs> and, that, and, that, and, and I guess that's probably what drew us to each other because I'm 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 the same way in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> But, um, so I want to talk to you about, um, just, you know, what programs, I know you got the, you, um, when we talked last time, you were, you were, you were developing the online, uh, the online program and the remote training, um, via the Vimeo, not Vimeo, yes. via Vi uh, Vimify. Vimify, yes. yes. And so. that's, that's, it's just a really nice platform because every day you can post and I can give feedback that way. What I didn't like about a lot of online programs is that, you know, you're following something day to day, but nobody's checking in with you. Accountability. It's extremely frustrating because, you know, you need someone checking in to make sure that everything you're doing is copacetic and that you know that you're not coming out of alignment, that you're not in a position where you're going to hurt yourself. So that was a really important component of the five. So how does that work? I live in Alaska. You know, I don't have that many resources in terms of information and knowledge, but I do have an internet connection. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> how does that work if, if, if for that for that person uh, if they want to if they want to get in touch with you and be able to take advantage of uh, and and is it do you have to be at a certain level? Is it like a beginners? Is there intermediate? Is there advanced levels? Like how does that how does it all come together? So I, I did it more in terms of length because I know some people don't want to commit to like a huge amount of time. So I have the one that's the Elite Pictures Blueprint that's 26 days long and anyone can do it at any level because it goes through so many things involved in pitching that you can just, if you're a beginner, do a lot of the earlier lessons again and again and again. And if you're more advanced, you can just fly through 26 days of material basically uh, with constant feedback and then I have a preseason one that's about um, a week long and then one that's just like three days that's meant for in season just to tune up real quick because I, I know how it goes some people can't do the monetary commitment for something that's 26 days and some people can't do the actual time commitment for that so we kind of gave it for every every um, every financial ability and every time commitment that you could manage while still being able to improve. Okay, that's good. And, um, do you, do you, uh, has it, I mean, obviously, you know, you're like how many years in, in doing that right now online with the remote training? Yeah, so we've been about, I would say almost three years at this point. How many years? But, you know, it's really funny. Yeah, about three years. But okay. You're touching on a subject that I was just about to do my blog on this week. Because I think you and I have had this conversation because, you know, we both try to use technology integrated in with our, you 
know, for live lessons and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I still don't see that as being where sport is going just yet. Because you mean this sport? You mean softball? That's correct. Yes, okay. Because <laughs> I think that the difference between me standing there next to you and moving your arm into a proper slot and bending your elbow at the perfect position, or sometimes even moving your arm for you, doing things like that, like that just is priceless in terms of the way that we interact and the way that we develop that better pitching skill. Like, I just don't think technology is there yet to be able to replace that completely. So I think online is a good supplement, but a live event is like where it's at. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that technology can ever replace human interaction, ever. I think that's never going to happen. And I, th- I don't think it has yeah. ever happened in any in any sport. I think, uh, to your point, I think it, technology is something that enhances and can make it, make it yeah. better because technology has the ability to give us, um, you know, quantitative quantitative feedback that we would not not normally yeah. be able to get without. So it kind of validates what I said. You are like, wow, that was a good fastball. Yeah. Here's okay. That, it's not just me saying that, but here, the technology is also confirming that. So now we're validating it, right, and we put it, we're exactly. putting in a, an, an object, an, an, a, an objective number on that particular rep, and then we have this, this yeah. we have this metric that tells us exactly where we are. And now with that metric, and it could be something like a really small, you know, incremental increase or decrease. And then we can see, are we, are we getting better or are we not getting better? And then we have to be able to, and then if you're, if we're smart as coaches, I think then we can say, wow, um, let's, let's make these, these, these changes, let's make these adjustments and let's make it even better. And even if we only get it two or 3% better, that might be just enough to take you over the top and make your drop ball that much more effective. Because now instead of your drop ball breaking at the, at the 40 foot mark, your drop ball is now breaking at the 41 foot mark. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my experience with technology, like I, you know, you know, we, we used to we used to have these thoughts back when we were younger. Robots are gonna take over the world, <laughs> right? You know, and I think to an extent, technology has it becomes it's become the cultural norm though. Now, I mean, for the for the next generation of 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 learners, of teachers, of of any of any, of any field. Technology has the ability to know, so, so like, like learn now. It can learn, and it can predict, and it can basically um, create its own knowledge base. And it, it has technology has become a pretty good predictor in certain in certain ways, especially in marketing. But on, on the on the player development side, we haven't even scratched the surface. I mean, there's some stuff coming down the pipe. I mean, I'm just kind of nervous too. I'm like oh my gosh, it's getting ready to really, <laughs> it's getting ready to really change the game. <laughs> but um, but I but I think too like that we're at a place with the development of technology that mm-hmm. sometimes parents and sometimes coaches will allow themselves to think because I watched 15 videos on YouTube, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know how to coach this position or I know how to you know. But you know, help this player, even if they've had no prior experience. And that, that's where I think 
we're at a we're at a weird time for mm-hmm. that because you know suddenly everybody can be an expert <laughs> with a mouse click, you know, and that that I think is where we get some we get a lot of misinformation uh-huh. out there, uh, and we sometimes get players who like in in essence are getting hurt, you know, because they don't know how to move correctly and they're not. They're not keeping an appropriate level of pitch count because so, there's still this myth about we can just throw you know four games in a weekend and that's totally okay. So I'm going to say this, and I was thinking about this before I called you today. I was saying I don't even remember, and, and I, this is my 23rd year of doing this as my only job, and what I've what I've noticed with as particularly my pitchers. The, the, the hitters that I've worked with that also pitched, um, or just the athletes that I've been around that have been, that have been pitchers. There's something about the dad daughter dynamic. There's there's a father daughter dynamic, and, and it's there with hitting. Yeah. Um, where the, the the amount of research that goes into finding a pitching coach finding the right pitching coach the amount of research um, the amount of knowledge that you would have to have to know who who isn't a good pitching coach <laughs> so that's true. Um, that's very that's an excellent point right and then and then the amount of time that those dads spend catching their daughters and it, it, it can be moms it, it's moms too it's not just dads but I've, I've seen that it's, it's mostly it's mostly dads Unless the moms have played sports or, or, or they're pretty athletic, they'll get back there and they'll catch, they'll catch and put some gear on or whatever, put some shin guards on and get you know. But I, it's, for the most part, I've seen a lot of and, and and then that that seeking out of knowledge and and being at every pitching lesson and picking up on certain things that the pitching coach is saying and going home and also reinforcing it. Um, that's that's an aspect of development that is isn't really talked about a lot. Um, it's you know it's something that I, I think is is right there. If you if you just go just th- think about all your best pitchers, and you think about that parent interaction away from the lesson, and how exactly. how 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 important that is that that happens. So th- I think there's a fine line between uh, overzealous. Right. 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 Over, you know, the overzealous, um, obsessed parent-player relationship, or obsessive parent-player relationship, or the um, I'm not gonna get involved. Just you know, how was your pitching lesson? Great. Good night. See you tomorrow. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, exactly. So there's exactly. so, We got to be somewhere. There has to be. I think. I think. Um, I think put it all together I gotta have a good pitching coach I gotta have a good work ethic I need I need a lot of parental support so that I can throw a lot whether it's in the backyard or if I read some cage space um technology should be able to help me and being able to do some things remotely like maybe send my at least minimum send my pitching coach a couple of video clips so that they can see what's going on in the game you know and and, and all those things don't need to be I don't think crazy but they, I think they all need to happen what do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think you can almost tell in the first conversation with a parent who is going to be 
really super engaged, who's going to be over the top engaged, mm-hmm. <laughs> and who's like probably not a good fit because I know when people call and they're like, well, I just kind of want to find the place that's closest to me. You know, I'm like, no, no, Convenient. you're probably not. You're probably not talking yeah. to the right person here. Right. You know, I mean, I've had kids come from out of state. I've had kids come from all over the place because mm-hmm. you know when you're that level of dedicated, not just as a player but as a parent, you're willing to go anywhere to get the best instruction. I, I always say, um, to be elite is a mentality. It's not something that you sign. It's not something that you just sign up for. Or it's not something that you join. I joined the elite club and I signed up and I, I paid for my elite status in cash. Um, yep. No, elite is an actual way of thinking, um, which shows and it's up. Got to be on like all the time. Right, and it shows up and and how we how we how we live and how we how we go about our day to day. And how we approach everything we do. It's, it's, it's elite's a, elite is a, is a mentality, and obviously that t- that mentality is reinforced by a certain type of parenting. You know that that's just what it is. Um, speaking of elite, <laughs> you know, speaking of elite, you have an event coming up, um, and I want to talk about this event because I think it's 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 unique. Um, I think it's something that's needed. But I also believe that, you know, these things that we know that people need may take time for people to actually know that they need them. <laughs> um, so, exactly. So, so, so let's go. So I want, I want and, I, and, I, and that's good because, and I, and I want to go into that a little bit with you. So it is the elite, so it is the, the pitching intensive, the elite pitching intensive. Right? Is that, is that? Am I saying it right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And the elite. You are. And the elite pitching intensive. I'm gonna give you some. I'll give you a few minutes to kind of just explain what what it is. Um, why you did it, where it's gonna be, and then how we can get involved and how we can take advantage of that of that, of that event. Go ahead. What I was seeing, what I've been seeing over, I mean, I've done this full time for now 16 years, you know, and I've done it longer, you know, part time. And my, it's been my passion to be like, okay, you know, the best trainer in the country is uh, at Stanford right now. Be like, okay, I went out to Stanford and I, you know, shadowed him for a week and I've, and I've just been any place where I could get my hands on better knowledge, like better coaching, everything. Like, and I was like, wow, wouldn't it be great if we can take all this information about like the muscle fatigue study that was done with Lenox Hill Hospital, um, literally decades and decades of research on the pitching motion, you know, years and years of research on how the muscles work in the pitching the mental game and everything wouldn't it be great if coaches and players and parents could come down for one weekend and kind of do an intensive and learn all this stuff so they can translate it to their game and their game is better like boom the next day mm-hmm. um, and I just thought you know I don't see anything like that like 
when I went to the NSPA convention, I thought it was a great environment. I loved it. But I felt like the focus on pitching was maybe like one or two sessions. And I was like, well, no, <laughs> like we need more information on it because we want to be able to talk, you know, how nutrition is for a pitcher, you know, setting up prior to the game, after the game, how we're going to maximize her recovery, how we're going to do prehab so we don't get injured, what cross-training is appropriate, how do we do better, more efficient speed work. And for speed work, I thought, oh my God, there's no one better to talk about speed work than two-time Olympic gold medalist and ESPN analyst Michelle Smith. So she's going to be talking about and we have a PTA who has worked with Olympic athletes doing injury prevention and prehab and cross-training. And it's like, yes, this is sort of like my vision for getting the right information out there. So November 16th and 17th in Columbus, Georgia, we're going to be hosting this event. Um, and I mean, we're totally set up. We have discounts at the local hotel where it's only like $100 a night. Um, we have, you know, everything ready to go so you can come in from out of state so that, you know, so this is like a consummate event for, you know, coaches who want to learn about pitching, for parents of pitchers, for, you know, people who really want to understand this element of the game from top to bottom. So I'm the person who doesn't want to go because I'm like, well, I already have a pitching coach and she's great. Why would I need this? Well, let's see. Your pitching coach schooled in physical therapy. Does she know how to prevent an injury? Does your pitching coach have a background in nutrition? Is she going to be able to break that down for you? And the thing is, like, the answer to this is mostly no. How well does your pitching coach address the mental game? Because most coaches address the mental game the way that they address the mental game. You know, they don't address it from a unique standpoint, player to player. They say, well, this is how I handled the mental game. And so this is what must work for everyone. True. And that's not necessarily the case. Now, you, you brought up a point about recovery that I want to talk about because I believe that you can sum up and you know and I'm going to use Rachel Garcia obviously there are no Rachel Garcias out there um, that I know of other than Rachel Garcia and she's the she's the closest person that I can think of um, being in the, in the same conversation as Rachel Garcia is probably going to be Lisa Fernandez who acts? Who is actually her coach and mentor? <laughs> so it's like, isn't that crazy, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And one of the things that I, I recall <clears throat> that I recall them talking about with Rachel Garcia is, and I and I saw it for myself um, in the 2018 World Series. I saw just how gassed she was in the finals. You know, she was just she was just she was just done, and then having you know heard through the grapevine that hey you know when, when she got back in the fall that was one of the things that you know the focus was on it was on helping her to be able to recover better and and be able to have the stamina to get to the finals 
and be just as strong in the finals as she was in February. Which that that requires that requires an entirely different training regimen. And so I'm going somewhere, and I, I want to see, and I, I want you to, I want, I want to know your thoughts on this. So I went to PGF Nationals in California this summer, and I got an opportunity to watch some of the best of the best. Now I don't feel that, and I spent a lot of time at the 16Us. I, I didn't see a lot of the 18U games. Um, I didn't. I wasn't really overly impressed with the pitching, although it was a step up from what I had seen all for the most of the summer in other places like Colorado and stuff. Um, but I wasn't like impressed. Like, wow, this pitching is oh my gosh. Um, but the pitching was pretty decent. But it wasn't like oh my gosh. But what I did see, what I did notice is that there's a difference in pitching in nationals versus pitching in showcase. And the reason why is because in nationals. You're playing all seven innings. And in showcase, they're pitching drop dead one hour and ten minutes. Yep. So a pitcher, you might you might throw four innings. It take but when you get to nationals, it takes seven innings to win. That's and, exactly right. and if you get into the losers bracket, and what's crazy was I watched um I watched um Oh my gosh, what team was this? I think it was the Birmingham Thund- Thunderbolts, 16 years. They they went into the losers bracket almost right away. Yeah, it was them. And these girls had to play every day, sometimes twice. And they would have to play like eight o'clock games. And they would have to play like three games and then they have to because they'd have to keep winning. And I watched yeah. the I watched the mental I watched you know how hard that is to do. Oh my god! They they they, they, they got into the losers bracket somehow, you know. I don't know how they got there, and they had to get up and they had to play the eight o'clock game, and they were leaving the field like late at night for like three four days in a row. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I, I was pre- that's impressive. Yeah. And I was very that's impressed. Mentally and physically, like that's a very gritty team. So, so when, so when you, when you, when you put that, when you take that, right, those elements, mental game, recovery and endurance, that's pitching, because most most pitchers are not really put to the test of of winning a championship. What's college softball all about? Winning tournaments. I gotta win my conference tournament. I gotta go to um, I gotta go to regional play and win a regional tournament. Then I gotta go to a super regional and win that tournament. And then I gotta go to a World Series and win that tournament. So when now let's bring it back, let's bring it back to recruiting, which is everything that's gonna happen in your camp, in your in your in your event. Now it brings comes out to recruiting. When I'm recruiting, I'm recruiting someone who can do that. I'm not impressed that you could hit 62. Congratulations. So can a lot of people in the country. But can you win? Can can you win a tournament? Do you have the discipline to eat the proper foods that are sports performance nutrition? Do you have the ability to have the right mental mental mentality and mental game? Do you have the ability to have the endurance and recover? I have to win a championship. You see the turnover in college softball right now? my, My job is on the line when I'm recruiting an athlete. So to that, you say what? 
Oh my gosh, like I think people don't even understand how all of those elements are interrelated. Like your endurance is affected by what you eat, is affected by, you know, <laughs> and, and your endurance is also affected by your mentality. You know, people, for example, people who do like Ironman triath triathlons, uh, yes, there's a lot of physical training involved, but you think an hour <laughs> three of just constantly going that there isn't a mental component you're crazy you know like there's there's something about hitting all these different elements to sort of make that consummate athlete everything is interrelated that's why sometimes you can have a kid who throws 62 and has a similar spin rate to another kid who throws 62 and yet the one is like completely lights out killing it and the other one is struggling so, one is totally being sought after by college coaches and the other one can't get an email back you know like that's where we start to see these, these distinctions that are just imperative for being able to perform well at the next level can you give me an example of how somebody should be eating well, I mean, I mean, with, without going into like you know all the details you're going to cover in your event, but like, oh yeah. And, and, and bef I mean, before you start, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. And I, I went to Colorado a couple of years ago. Uh, towards you know, I, I didn't I didn't went I went three years ago. I didn't go two years ago, and then I went again this this past summer. And I was watching kids that I would never have thought would eat nachos in between games. Okay. And I, I'm talking about the nachos with like the whole thing with all the meat and all the cheese and all the everything and then and then a big old soda to wash it down and they get ready to go play a game in the hot sun um i'm like who's that for is that for your, that for your dad and i'm like nah, this is my this is my nachos i'm gonna just you know i'm a little hungry and i i don't want i don't i don't i don't, I don't want to be the guy who takes the fun out of being a kid because i get it food is like people love to eat and people love to taste the taste you know real, the taste of fast food and stuff but I I, I I get it in that respect if my whole team is gonna go eat at you know this really um bad restaurant I don't want to be the person that's like oh now well you know I packed some celery steaks and some carrot steaks I'll meet you guys I'll see you guys later because 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 now I'm the I'm the weird I'm the weird anti-social and I, I get the social element of let's all go let's all go eat together but this is a limit I mean there's also there's also got to be a limit to how like how far you go with how you're eating <laughs> let's talk about specifically why what just happened like with the nachos and with the meat and, <laughs> and all that is going to be problematic as in between games and go. seriously like i understand that there are going to be times when you like splurge or whatever the case may be but the day to do that is not tournament day because you you basically you need a certain level of you know micronutrients you need certain types of macronutrients to help keep you going and I don't want to get all like a science on you guys because I as you know I completely geek out about this but I don't want to swear <laughs> so let's just talk about real quickly like why that would be problematic so number one like the concentration of like sugar and everything in soda is really makes your body more acidic which essentially it, it inhibits your recovery to a degree. But the other thing about that soda is that we then have this like 
spike of energy from that, the artificial, you know, like high frequency, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then we end up, so we have that energy spike, and then of course that energy spike is going to be followed by a crash really shortly thereafter. So when we, when it comes down to like things like, you know, not just achieved and meet in between games, what a lot of people tend not to know, and I know I didn't know this until I did copious amounts of research, is that essentially you're doing like things that are very high in protein in between games, like you have an hour break and like you're stuffing down like, you know, tacos or you're doing like a pulled pork sandwich, mm-hmm. protein takes a lot of energy to digest. Mm-hmm. So either your body is going to, you know, spend energy digesting that protein in that short period of time, or your body is going to spend energy performing, but it, it can't do both. You know, so it, it's those types of things in between games, which is like a perfect example of what not to do. You know, that's like a perfect example of what not to do. Um, the only when you would want to do like what we call like a mixed meal when there's more protein involved and things like that. Um, either if you have two hours prior to your game, or you know when you're sort of done for the day, you don't have that quick time frame in between where you have to just like get something in and go. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I'm glad you touched on that because I, I really wanted to cover. I wanted, wanted you to go into that a little bit. And um, so when we get into so so when we get into your to the conference, and we're talking about the elite pitching intensive, which is going to take place in Columbus, Georgia. What are the dates on that again? November 16th and 17th. November 16th, 17th, and it's going to be in Columbus, Georgia, and we're going it's going to be at the Olympic facility. Uh, you were saying. It's going to be a Chalkline softball facility, which is where Team USA just trained recently. Mm-hmm. Very close to Alabama, so for you folks in Alabama, this is an easy trip for you. Mm-hmm. You can drive over, <laughs> um, okay. Yes, but I also, I really like the environment down there because everyone I've spoken with in Columbus is really, like, sort of hungry for more information. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, I also, I wanted something that wasn't going to be huge. There aren't going to be, you know, 200 people here. I want to keep it to where it's intimate, to where um, I can talk to you one-on-one if you need me to. You know, if you have questions, you can come up during lunch, you can come up and be like, hey, let's do this. Because again, you know, at these big kind of conferences where you're trying to learn, and you have questions, it's like, well, how do I, how do I get my questions answered? You know, like, and that's the other reason I really like Vimify for the sign up because you can post questions right in there. It just, um, I just wanted this to be a consummate, like, interactive thing, unlike anything out there right now. That's great. Well, I'm looking forward to being a part of it. I'm looking forward to supporting it. I'm looking forward to, um, to letting my friends know and my colleagues and the people who I know would really appreciate um, this from players to parents, to coaches, to instructors. Um, because I think that any way that we can get better, even if it's something little that I can start doing with my clients that I'm not doing, whether it's encouraging them to, to eat a certain way, sleep a certain way, recover a certain way, or, or um, 
just whatever that mental game is uh, how are you thinking you know what is your what is your thought process um i think that's going to just make everybody better that i work with so um and i'm sure there are a lot of people out there who feel the same way um and um this is going to be great so um what is the way or the best way for us to get in touch with you via social media or email or website what does that look like for you so the website is flawlessstaffpitch.com but um, for, for this specific event that wouldn't be super relevant because the website again it's, it's limited in terms of how interactive it mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. um, so if you want more information about flawlessstaffpitch on Facebook also on Instagram um, if you're just like no wait sign me up for this thing like I'm 100% ready to go super easy as well. You just go to Zimify, V-I-M-I-F-Y dot com backslash N-R-Q-H-P. Okay. So, anything you want to say in closing? Oh, just that I'm so happy to be here. I'm so psyched to be doing this event. So I, I'm hoping to see all y'all there. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> okay, I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, everybody, this is Transcending Sport. I'm your host, Rob Cruz. Our guest was Julianne Soviero. Uh, obviously, she is a recurring guest. She's been on here multiple times. She will be here on here multiple times in the future, hopefully. And I'm um, looking forward to her event. Signing out. Catch y'all later.